to the last episode of the Nickel City Soundtrack Podcast. In this episode, we talked to Mike and Jordan from the band Juggernaut. We dive into some things about the band, where they're going with recordings, how they got to where they're at. And we definitely talked to Mike about some things going on with the education system during COVID. We also talked about how an old guy like Mike ends up with a young, some young guys. <laughs> 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 Hope you enjoy the episode. <laughs> Welcome to the latest episode of the Nickel City Soundtrack Podcast. We have Jordan and Mike from the band Juggernaut on the cast today. Say hey. Hi. What's up? How are you guys <laughs> in these times? <laughs> these COVID times? <laughs> Surviving. Yeah. Doing good. How you doing, Mike? Uh, frustrated, man. Um it's been it's been a long uh let's see march seven months yeah have you guys you know? practiced at all no 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 we we hung out what like three times maybe jordan out in the parking lot yeah like maybe t- twice and it wasn't yeah. even everybody it was just like four of us yeah you know yeah. um it's just uh i don't know it's there's there's a lot of bands that practice down there and yeah people still practicing at discovery yeah. Now, and the thing is, you know, I, I guess I could be blamed. I, I let younger bands, um, I, I rented rooms to some of the younger bands in the scene. Yeah. And they're always down there. Yeah. And these guys are always, they never stopped working. Yeah. Spreading um, their germs. They, they never stopped going out, hanging out. Yeah. Um, and, you know, more than likely they're fine. Yeah. But uh, I, I don't want to go down there and yeah. uh, wind up getting it or, you know, giving it to somebody else who uh yeah you know can be negatively impacted um you know we we just had started talking about finally making it down there yeah um yeah we'll we'll see what happens i i mean you know you got people talking about second wave third wave hitting you you go to wegmans you go to tops price right wherever you go um i mean the the shelves are not stocked the way they were pre-covid um it's you know is something coming? You know, who knows? I don't really want to find out. I mean, but I'm going out of my mind. Uh, literally, I'd say from like, this is the longest stretch I've gone without playing since maybe 1988. Oh, really? Yeah. Crazy. I, have, I haven't played my drums since I, I, I want. It's not even March. It's February. Because, yeah. Jordan, we finished recording the drum parts in February. And we it was the, the vocals that were in March, right? And yeah, I believe I, so. The, it was still snowing. It was still cold out. So that's how that, I remember. Could, it's Buffalo. That could have been July. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, okay, so we're maybe the vocals were done in July. <laughs> Are you guys done recording your record? Oh hell yeah! Basically, yeah. 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 It's it, it was all it was all done being recorded like in March. Yeah. Um, I'd say the mixing was probably done by May. Yeah. And then uh, just didn't see a point, you know, to rushing to put something out when 
no one can see us play those songs live. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, record, this... record labels, you know, don't have a lot of money. Um, and I don't want to put out something that's like limited to 25 pieces. Like, you know, let's just wait, do it right. Yeah. But, yeah. but, but, but now I think, uh, yeah, I'm just like, I don't even care. Let's just get it out there at this point. Yeah. So when, when the juggernaut guys, when we all meet together again, um, I don't know, maybe we'll just have to do it. Cause I, I don't see this letting up, but you know, you look at different reports, you know, they were saying 2021. Now you got some of the, the, the scientists from the CDC and Fauci even saying it'd be like 2022 or 2023. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't know, Jordan, what do you think? <laughs> Should we get it out or do we wait? You know, that's, that's, that's the big question. Mm, like at the point in time where it's at, I'm just like, eh, fuck it. But then I'm like, eh, maybe make them wait. You know what I mean? And then I'm like, eh, put it out. Eh, I don't know. You know what I mean? Is it, is it on, sure. is it on Irish voodoo? It's, it's supposed to be. We just yeah. have to work out, uh, uh, basically a, a time frame for when it's going to come out and, you know, it, it's going to be LP CD and tape. Um, yeah. You know, like I said, I, I don't want to I don't want to do something that's just like 25 pieces here, 25 pieces there. Yeah. Just get it all out. And, and you know, um, so it's a matter of, of timing. Joey puts out a lot of stuff. He's got a lot of stuff that's lined up. Most of it's short run things. Um, I'd rather just like wait and just get it all out in one shot. Um, yeah. You know, it, 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 we're all dying to play. But, it, it, you know, what's what's the rush? You know, even Ooh, if we practice yeah. like crazy, we, we can't play for anybody. No, because yeah. we're a live band. That's what we do, you know. So we don't, we're not a band that just puts out a record to put it up on the internet and go, here you go. You know, we want to go out and play and see our friends and be with people. And, you know, are they that's... still putting out records, Irish Voodoo? Are they like yeah. still releasing stuff? Yeah. They, I mean, um, they just did that Pure Heel lathe cut. And then seven, um, right? seven inch. There's, there's another Buffalo band that they're, they're, they're putting out um very soon they didn't announce it so i won't i won't say which one it is i'm sure you guys if, if you've been on instagram you can pretty much figure it out pretty easily yeah and then, uh, um, i have no idea to be honest I, I don't know but i think i know it's one of your favorite people from buffalo chris you, you'll know who it is um, well i mean i'm guessing it's another pure heel record well it's, it's not pure if, heel. unless you're being facetious then i don't know <laughs> no <laughs> uh it, it, it involves. Well, you'll see. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spill the beans. But uh, they also have um, uh, a new release from the Last Stand. It's Mike Scandato's band. Yeah, yeah. You know, from Inhuman. You know, uh, was Brother Mark from uh, Shutdown. Mm-hmm. And because uh, there's a it's all it's all just covers. What's that? There's a million Scandatos. Yeah, there's, there's yeah. They, they got their older brother too, who was in that band, Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and uh, but yeah, that I who's got that coming out. I think they just did like a since uh, since we were kids record. Um, so Joey's That's always cool, right? always very busy, it just seems like he's probably concentrating on small run stuff right now. Yeah. Um, you know, it, I, apparently it's taking quite a while for people to get their records when they when they order them, yeah. You know, yeah, um, Chris, also... Chris was waiting, you were waiting for months for one of your records, right? Yeah, well, so quick stories about that some of the things i know that with covid there's um been pressing plant closings so records aren't getting pressed as quickly 
And then you also have the mail issues where depending on if your New Jersey's really bad, like if your records or your mail like packages are coming through New Jersey, you can expect at least a two to four week delay. Uh, and if things are coming from California, like who knows when you're actually going to get it. Unless you do things priority mail, then priority mail will get there roughly around the time that they say. If you do it media, who knows when you're going to get it. 2023. I I, I bought my daughter a CD for her birthday in August. I got it yesterday. Oh, really? (laughs) Yep. Um, Luckily, I had complained after like six weeks that I didn't have it. And they sent me one, you know, in five days. This was the original one that they sent out that finally showed up. Where did it get sent from? Uh, I want to say it started it started in Jersey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jersey mail was really, really bad right now. And there's, you know, there's theories that the mail was being tampered with months ago to fuck up any mail in election ballots. Yep. Oh, it's, it's not it's not a theory. I mean, DeJoy is definitely screwing over postal workers. You could drive down on William and Buffalo, see the sorting machine sitting in the scrapyard next door. Yeah. DeJoy said that you, you got to take it out. Yeah. You know, and then uh, he was ordered to put everything back, but he said, oh, well, it's already taken apart. We can't put it back. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, the conspiracy is is that everybody in Pennsylvania who's a postal worker is, is stealing ballots and, and just dumping them on the side of the road. Yeah, I've heard I've heard that. Uh, I didn't hear Pennsylvania, but I've heard that. Yeah. Um, but that, that's something, you know, mailmen have done for a millennia. They don't feel like working. You just go throw a freaking bag in a dumpster and your day's over. Yeah. Really? There's no conspiracy. You just want to get paid for doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like my job. So, so let's get off of conspiracies, actually. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I want to know, here's a question for you. How did you end up with these dudes, Mike? Oh, shit. All you right. So a different generation than all of these guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, you know, I, I've been down Discovery's basement, uh, running the rehearsal rooms down there for, you know, I've been down there since like 96, but I've been running them roughly like 20 years. Mm-hmm. And my agreement with Earl is if I keep the rooms full, he won't sell the building. So, you know, I, I get to keep a lot of Buffalo bands, um, you know, uh, give them a place to practice and help the scene stay alive because people have a place to practice. Um, now, Sean uh, from the band Reverie, he, he used to practice down there, um, you know, and when Richie was in the band playing drums for Reverie. And uh, after they were done practicing, they had their band Juggernaut, you know, where everybody would like switch their instruments and stuff. And, uh, you know, I just, I, I already knew Sean and, and Joe from Reverie. And then, then I met Richie, uh, and then Jordan and, and, and Dylan. That's when, Matt, that's when Matt played in the band. Yeah. Matt, Matt K was in the band Yeah, and, uh, they were just real cool dudes. And, <clears throat> you know, I try and help them out with, you know, help them with a show here or there, or help them out as far as getting set up on, you know, Blasphemer records. Yeah. And uh, they they put out their release, and I was just floored. I thought they were awesome. I'm like, you guys are the best, like, mid-'90s band I've ever heard. You're just, you know, 20 years too late. Um, and then, uh, I don't know. Well, Jordan, you pick it up from there, because basically you have to look at, like, the, you know, you could you could fill them in your perspective on how I wound up joining at that point. Yeah, basically we met Mike at 
from shows and being down there because he was playing in Longest War. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd go in there and periodically talk with him, or he'd be in the hall and we'd just chit chat. And then uh, Juggernaut kind of like took a stall, not a stall, it didn't go pee, but it just took a break. And um, uh, Matt and Sean, they left the band. I'm not going to really get into that. But uh, then it was just me, Richie, and Dylan. Maybe Lucas came in afterwards. I, my memory's a little blurry. Mm. but then they kind of like didn't want to do it anymore and me and rich weren't really sure so basically we were like who are we going to get to play drums like let's just write the record and see if somebody will play on it for us but then we're like well let's see if mike will do it i don't know he likes playing in bands and he's a good guy so we just walked over there and, and asked him like hey would you play on our record basically because we have no one to do it he's like fuck that i'll just join your band we're like Okay, there we go. <laughs> and uh, that's basically how it started. And then, you know, we were doing that. And then I'd always hang out and, uh, you know, go on the tours with Longest War. And then eventually, like, he asked me to play in GOA. And, you know, and that's how that all started. Mm-hmm. Who's playing drums before you were, Mike? Was it Richie? Oh, Dylan. No, Dylan. Butcher. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Dylan, the our bass player, was the drummer initially. I did. How do I not? How did I not know that? Was he the drummer when you guys played that show? That yeah. show that I did. Yeah. yeah. Dylan was Dylan was the drummer then, yeah. so it made it really awkward when he came back to the band and I was the drummer. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we had to tell him, you know, Jordan and Richie were like, "Yeah, you want to be in the band again? You you got to play bass now." He's like, "Okay." Yeah. So, yeah. Basically, but, but he's yeah. got good style. I like the kid's style. And, you know, when I joined, you know, I really tried to, like, emulate what he was doing mm-hmm. on the things that we were writing. Um, yeah. You know, he, he took a little more stripped down approach than, than I would have, you know, towards towards the music. So, yeah, just just for people who will, will be listening to this podcast that aren't from Buffalo. Oh, real quick, Mike, run down your resume. Oh, Jesus. I know it's going to take about 15 minutes, but, uh, all right. So yeah, I, uh, you know, I was a soda jerk at McDonald's in the eighties. <laughs> uh, I worked Long at a Renaissance, there, buddy. A, a Renaissance festival. That was fun. Doing uh, what? Now that I want to talk about. Oh, I, I just, I just Did made food tomatoes in the back. I, I, I fried, yeah. uh, I fried food. Um, and, but then, then I handed it to like my little brother who I got a job there and he would stand out front and be like, corn hither. <laughs> and then, then I got my, my leotards. I got, no, I did. I was in the back. They wore leotards. And then, then I got my older brother a job selling turkey legs at the Renaissance Festival. And he'd be like, turkey legs hither. You know. Those um, big meaty ones, the big meaty turkey legs. Huge ones, huge ones. Yeah, Sterling Forest, New York, right? Not the Sterling Forest that's in West New York, but the one that's like, Right outside of, of Tuxedo, New York, um, Mawa, New Jersey, around there. Remember those? So a lot, lot, of, lot of like rich, rich Jersey people and and uh, Westchester people coming there, you know. But they they love those big ass dirty turkey legs. Yeah, everybody so, does. You go to a Ren Fair. That's like Ren Fest. That's half of it is the turkey leg. That that's it. It's a, it's amazing, you know. Um, no, but outside of I've, I've had really crappy jobs, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. I worked some weird ones, but anyway, like as far as bands, um, I don't know. I, 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 I have been playing drums since 1980. Um, 
and the bands I was in in high school, um, the early bands were very unremarkable. It was just me and me and my buddy played keyboards and stuff, just doing Van Halen covers all the time, yeah. you know. And then uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I'd, I'd say probably around like tenth grade, a um, couple of dudes were you know were in a minor threat and uh, the Cure, um, the Ramones, Violent Femmes, stuff like that. So we'd start jamming. Um, the only thing we ever did, you know, was play like parties and stuff like that. And we just have like live tapes. Um, it wasn't until I, I, I really, I came to Buffalo. It was August 93. Um, you know, I well, actually, when I moved here, I had no intentions of, of ever playing in a band ever again. I was just going to go to college, skate, you know, do my four years and then, and then, and then go back home. You know, I'm like, oh, I'll get a job in Manhattan. I'll, I'll live somewhere uh, in the Hudson Valley or out on Long Island, maybe in North Jersey. Um, but then it was like <clears throat> a band go dog go, uh, which was just an alternative rock band. Um, Glenn Lasky from gathering ground was a drummer of it and, and he had quit to be in gathering ground. So these guys, uh, asked me to play drums for him. I was like, yeah, sure. So it, it was a lot of fun. We, we mostly played at uh, bourbon street on forest all the time. Uh, and we, we'd make a ton of money just we play like half our own songs and then just do a lot of covers, um, you know, rage against machine covers and tool covers, you know, just stuff that was popular at the time. Uh, but we made a ton of money and, uh, Aaron, the singer, um, you know, was one of my best friends to this day. He was my roommate in college too. Um, he was in the band. He sang Eric Polovich, uh, who's been in a ton of bands. Um, and this guy, Jerry Hall. And, uh, we had some fun, um, but unions where it really started with, with the hardcore thing in Buffalo, um, you know, Ben and uh, Keith are from Long Island. Ben actually lived like in the same town as my aunt and everything. And, you know, we had a formulated a, a plan because those guys were younger than me. When they came up to Buffalo, you know, we would hit the ground running with the band. And uh, so we did union. Um, it was like a four year stretch. Um, and then uh, the band short, short-lived band called Voice Killer. After that, just did two demos. Then Dead to the World, and we put out that full length on uh, Stillborn. Split with Kid Gorgeous, bunch of comps. Uh, then I did Herod from 2000 through 2015. Uh, it's you know we we didn't break up. We just haven't done a, a record in five years because all of us have families and stuff. Um, but in between there, obviously I did, uh, face the panic, you know, it was probably like, I think around late 2006, uh, area denial with, with, you know, Mike Gifford and, and, and Biff and Dave anchovies, um, longest war juggernaut, uh, GOA, and then wrong the oppressor. I'm a member of now. Um, that was like a band I always just, I really liked. And, uh, I, I, I just always felt bad for them. Those guys were like the, the quintessential Murphy's law story, you know, like, Hey, we got a record deal. Oh, the record company went out of business, you know, like um, we got this great tour book. Oh, our drummer just quit. Like <laughs> anything that could go wrong, you know, for those guys would go wrong. And, you know, a couple of years ago, I'm like, look, do a reunion show. Cause you guys rule. I'm like, I'll, I'll put out like a, a, you know, CD retrospective, you know, on, on my little, record label but i'm gonna play drums at the show 
and it was a lot of fun. And, you know, Bill and Sweeper and Ben were like, you know, they wanted to keep going. I'm like, yeah, sure. So I don't know. That's, that's probably been two or three years, I guess now. And, uh, press gang Gus over at press gang and Derek are putting out a 12 inch of, you know, some new recordings. <clears throat> so <clears throat> there's a bunch of projects and stuff. Like, like I did the, that one, the March, yeah. um, the guys from it dies today, Danny from rhinoceros and, and, and Fligger from despair we did. And, you know, we had a seven inch ready to come out, but then some guys in the bands, their, their wives did not want them being in the band, you know, be in the band anymore. So that they came to an abrupt halt, you know, um, but I had some cool stuff too, like me and Phil Popielski and Rob Madel, um, you know, started, started a band with Fligger and, uh, this young guy, Mike Hansen, who's in the band Pentimento, um, you know, we call one day wiser and, uh, wrote a ton of songs. They all sound like, like, you know, field day era, dag nasty. Really? And, uh, was, uh, yeah. was Rob singing? Yes. Yeah. He actually was, but you know, Rob doesn't, doesn't live here now. And, you know, uh, everybody just had, you know, couldn't, couldn't quite get it all together. I'll just say that. Um, no, nothing acrimonious. We're all very tight still. It just, it didn't happen. I'd, I'd love to go back and, and record all the songs um, instead of just having to listen to live tapes that we had. Yeah, that'd uh, be interesting to hear. It was, it was a really sick band, you know, yeah. super, super melodic. What you know, time but frame so, is that? What years? <clears throat> when was Mike dating April? Because <laughs> it was then. 2006 was, or seven. I don't know. Um, maybe, uh, maybe, yeah, I guess it was. It was before, I think it was before I had a kid. It was, it was in the, the I love you schmoopy era for, for Mike and April there. So, um, <laughs> who are Mike and April? <laughs> April's uh, baby's cousin. <laughs> yeah. April is my wife's okay. cousin. Um, she's, she's very young. Ah, okay. Um, you know, she started going to hardcore shows because like me and Sandy would like drag her with us when we were like babysitting her. So she's like, 10 12 years old going to see hardcore shows <laughs> later on she wound up dating so she's like guy. the freddie mad ball of buffalo yeah 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 <laughs> she's her, her new uh her new single drops soon yeah. uh, you, you can check out her mixtape uh, <laughs> it's on it's on it's on boss tribal records <laughs> uh, she also decided to do a, a, a fulcrum cover nice Ooh. it's pretty wicked you know you, you gotta check that out yeah pulling out all the obscure fish that's that's right man i i can go real deep if we have to you know <laughs> so yeah chris i i've uh, let's talk about jordan what bands are you in or have been in <laughs> wait um, what what was what was mike gonna say he said my name i want to hear what he's got to say <laughs> I know. We'll get I, to you, Jordan. I, I was, I, <laughs> yeah, you might want to focus on Jordan there, man. You know, <laughs> otherwise you're not going to hear from him for the next two hours. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> we have a 90 minute cutoff. <laughs> um, basically, uh, currently in just Juggernaut and GOA. Yeah. Um, I also played in a band called Disrepair, which is, how do I say this? It's kind of like. It's basically what happened to Juggernaut. All people kind of, you know, took the, the sidestep, didn't want to be in it. Mm-hmm. And then we came back and we played a show and we, we were, and we recorded two songs with different members. Mm-hmm. But then 
um, somebody else didn't want to do the band anymore because somebody, some other people, and uh, basically uh, disrepairs like whatever it is now. But this is not a band anymore. It is, but it's like just, just on hiatus. We'll say there you go. That's the that's the proper term, I guess you could say. Um, and everything basically like pre Juggernaut really didn't matter. Mm-hmm. So that was just like um, jamming with people and you know jam bands or like just uh, basically that's what it is. And never really those really never came to anything. Like the first serious thing that ever happened was with Juggernaut. So you mean yeah. jam bands like Fish. No, no, not like not everybody wearing like uh, drug rug fucking sweaters. Drug rug sweaters. No, just like um, trying to play in like you know you get with your friends and you play like metal songs, and that's basically what it comes out to. And you're like, no, dude, I don't want to play deathcore. I want to play hardcore. Um, But no one understood that at the time, so I was like, okay, I got to start like that, and that's basically all that all started, you know. Okay. Yeah. So where go? Well, where did uh, where do you guys record the new record? Uh, We recorded it. Um, well, we recorded with Nate Nate Borman, Mm -hmm. right? To start, you know, because obviously, uh, Nate has been around for a very long time in Buffalo, played in a lot of bands, and recorded a lot of our bands, and um. You know, I, I think I remember me and Jordan and Richie sitting down and saying we want to try and get something that uh, sounded a little less processed and uh, more natural tones, you know, from the drums, from the guitars, mm-hmm. um, something that had a little more room sound. And, you know, having worked with Nate, with, you know, everyone from uh, he's done stuff for, for Longest War, for GOA. Um, he recorded some Herod stuff. Um, that actually didn't really work out. He he didn't really grasp the metal side of it, but he he, he tried. Mm-hmm. Um, so we recorded, you know, the drum tracks down the down the basement, you know, of Discovery when no one was there. Yeah, and uh, some scratch tracks too, you know, for guitar. Um, you know, then the guys went over to to his home studio and did some guitars there. And then Jordan, you could you could talk about the vocals. Um, then I did my vocals and it took me like three days to do them all. Cause I, I had to double up everything, do like 12 songs and, and, you know, take my time and, um, told basically, uh, him what I wanted to do. And that's basically that, you know, um, what well, does he actually have a studio name or is it just Nate Borman studio? I don't know if he has a name for it anymore. Yeah. You know, it's just, oh, okay. He's Nate. And it's like, you know, yeah. Hey, we're going to record with Nate. People just know what you mean. Yeah, um, but, but also we, we wound up doing uh, a guest vocal on the record. Oh yeah. And, yeah. Um, that we had to, we recorded down um, in the basement of discovery. Yeah. Literally, I think like three days before uh, they shut down all the schools and everything around here. Um, yeah. When it started to get know, really, kind of people started to get when all the when the, when the the food like when the shortages were happening that's basically when we did that last recording day right mike yeah and then and then mark you took the pictures of us in the subway like yeah, the, that was right before every shit went down yeah yeah, yeah so yeah. That, that was that's like the time frame yeah. where we finished everything you know yeah. and and mixing it was was interesting because um 
you know, Nate would send me and Jordan tracks and then we would discuss, you know, what needs to come up, what needs to come down. Um, I, I would talk about things that needed to be added, things that needed to be, you know, basically we went track by track, just sending, sending them back and forth um, for months. Um, you know, listen to them on headphones, listen to them on a cell phone, listen to them on a stereo in a computer, trying to figure out what sounded best. Um, it just, it, it, it took forever. Um, you know, it, it's, it's been done for months though, but it, yeah. it's, it's hard, it's hard to get motivated. Um, because you know, like what's the freaking point, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's like no shows. Like we, my band is like practicing. They've been practicing for a couple of months and I've been to practice like once. And I'm like, you know, I, I'd like to practice, but like, there's not going to be a show anytime anywhere in the near future so it kind of it's kind so of so let me let me pose this question while you guys are talking about this if say that they um a vaccine is available by say like february march and while venue shows are pretty much done for a while if people start doing shows at like vfw's uh, and places like that again, would you start playing again? Hmm. I mean, it's really, you know what, that, that's a group question. You know what I mean? That's a, that's mine would be if people can be safe. <laughs> that's the only way, you know what I mean? Like, cause well, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, like you said, Chris, if it's a vaccine, yeah. um, if it's a real hold- deal, I, I would hope that the, the the CDC makes sure you know the efficacy of the of the vaccine it is safe. Um, yeah, I would start playing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that's that, that's a thing. Um, while I do think you know there are so many crazy people out there, you know either who don't think it's real or, or anti-maskers and stuff like that. Um, you know, every now and then, like you, you got to admit, like people being stuck inside for months at a time or only being able to hang out with a small number of people, it definitely starts to wear on, you know, a person's psyche. Um, yeah. I, I would say That's like, crazy. you know, Chris and Mark, you guys have known me for, you know, 25 years. Um, I think I'm way more salty now than I was before COVID started. <laughs> you know, I kind of feel like I, like I, I did when uh, I was in my, my teens and early twenties. I'm just, I'm just pissed off and I just want to fight. You know, um, I almost got into a fight at Paula's Donuts with some dudes, two twins that weren't wearing their masks. Um, no, it's because they didn't have cream in those donuts. You're like, I want the cream donuts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Give me those peanut donuts, you yeah. little. I'm <laughs> straight up about this. It was about the donuts. Those, those it's always about the donuts. <laughs> you know? the donuts. By standards. That, that, that's the thing. You know, you guys have known me long enough. You remember when I was skinny. So, yeah, it's <laughs> definitely about the donuts. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> You know, um, yeah, I do a show in seven months. Like that's the longest period I haven't been to a show like ever. So yeah. like the last what's the, what's the last show you guys played? Well, I don't, I don't, I haven't played any shows, but because I'm in, I'm in another band now, not Black X, but like we haven't played a show. Oh well, yeah, I thought. Wait, didn't you play a show with that new band you're in? No, we had to cancel. It was back in January, but we had to cancel. So you're holding out on me, Mark. Does this band have a name, or is it just like Band X? And <laughs> don't hold out. Yeah, the band. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna make a don't hold out joke, but you know, Mark said uh, <laughs> anyway. Oh, okay. Don't hold out. 
Wait, <laughs> weren't you okay. supposed to? Weren't you supposed to play that show that Disrepair played at? Um, that's what's that Italian restaurant? We played in an Were Italian we? restaurant. The other, the original holdout might have played that show or something, but no, they didn't play it. I just thought. Now I'm thinking back to that time. I was like, I thought you guys were supposed to play that, and you, you uh, dropped off because Kari's other band was playing. Wait, Kari's in the band? No, no, Kari was in the old oh, Ty. Ty. Ty is in the oh, band. Oh, Ty. In, yeah, Ty. Ty. What was that band called? What was that band called? Uh, on point. He was in that band with with Ty. Okay, yeah, but then Kari, okay, no, this is something different. But I just different thought, band. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was the same. The no, excuse All me. Right. My bad. So, so Chris, <laughs> Mark, the the last show that uh, me and Jordan played was with GOA, and yeah. uh, it was with the Toasters. Yeah, that was fun. Was that? It was. It was fun. I'm not a Toasters <laughs> fan. Yeah. I, but I love the fact that that band has been around for 40 years, and and I knew the the people who were there would like what we're doing with GOA. Yeah. Um, but you know, Jeremy Mazguy, GOA's uh, guitar player, um, he hit the nail on the head and he said to me and Jordan and, uh, and rich, he's like, if I knew this, uh, COVID thing was going to happen, I wouldn't have let my last show be with the toasters. I would have had to be with a good band. (laughs) 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 He was a little bummed. Our last show was with a ska band. He's like, if we don't ever play again, that's, that's going to be our legacy. People are going to think we're we're ska. (laughs) (laughs) All I got to say was that was a good time. It was, it was packed. I think it was sold out. I'm close yeah. to sold out, and yeah. it was, yeah, was and everybody was everybody's just having a good time with their checkered pants and their Doc Martens. So nice. good that's for right. <laughs> we were selling CDs left and right because everybody yeah. was old. Yeah. <laughs> they went right out to their car and put it in. That's right. <laughs> yeah. You know, a lot yeah. of people yeah. had this man. Foamy headphones. That's exactly. That they got at Radio Shack. Oh. Yeah, like these ones. Uh-huh. You know? What you, oh, there you go. No, those are like high-tech, dude. <laughs> yeah, those there. are, yeah, those are like... Ooh, yeah, Dan Michael are... Vincent. Huh? Airwolf. He's Airwolf, these are man. My... Michael Vincent. <laughs> these are my DJ uh, uh, headphones now. Don't, did you guys know I'm a DJ now after COVID? <laughs> I'm, I'm playing hardcore bands anymore. <laughs> well, you're going to make more money. Show. You yeah. What was the last show you went to? Uh, Sheer Terror and Templars. <coughs> that was good. I think Sheer Terror might have been the last show I went to here. Was that when was that show? That was, that was uh, like get it, get it on. That was that was in March because Wrong the Oppressor played it. Yeah. Or I went to that Lenny Lashley show. That might have been the last show I went to. But yeah, that was one either one of those two shows. The last show I went to before. How was that Sheer Terror? Should hit the fan. That was fun. Yeah, it was good. We, uh, we left during shirt time. They had the best shirt there, but it was a girl's shirt. It said, it was the Joy Division rip, but it said, texting will tear us apart instead yeah. of, or we'll tell her. And I was like, man, they, I want that. They had men's sizes at really? when I saw them, but I think they sold them all there. Fuck, I wish they, I want them yeah. to remake that. That is so fucking funny. The guy, the guy who does their merch, he doesn't re-up stuff. Oh damn! Uh, I hope they so he'll that. sit on he'll sit on smalls and trip boxes, and that'll be it. Yeah, might have well, to get you, a trip box. You know what? Uh, juggernauts yeah. that kind of band. We don't sell smalls or mediums. We have them. 
Nobody wants them. Yeah. Nope. I, I've never seen 2020. Nobody wears that. You you mm. got to be like uh you got you, I guess you got to be older and and bigger to like juggernaut. Yeah. Or there's a guy that like wants a large shirt and super tight, or like he asks for a medium, or it's just like weird shit like that, you know. Who's that? Bill Page buying the mediums when he's a large. Yeah, that, that's it. I'm like, this is why we don't print mediums. Just take the large. Yeah. Who would you so guys say? Large. Who would you guys say is like people who like like your band the most? Like, what what age group? Is it older people or younger? Or what do you think? I think it's pretty mixed, right, Mike? Well, I, when you guys started, you definitely had all the younger kids, like the the funeral home you know crowd you know liked you guys um and then you know i've noticed you know people 35 and up have been getting into the band more and more over the past couple of years now um, um i'd say this i think more like metal kind of head people like the music there's not a lot of tone i mean hardcore kids like the music too but i'd say men like metal heads like it too but i don't know older younger it's like kind of mixed yeah older bodies yeah. It's it's Buffalo, so there's tons of people who like us, but will never admit they do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, I, we're we're thinking of changing the name to X Juggernaut X to get more fans. Um, are there are are there enough straight edge kids there, or are you saying like EX, like you're no longer Juggernaut, but you're still <laughs> Juggernaut? Well, that, that's actually a good angle too. We might have to do that. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's Buffalo's a, a strange town, you know, like uh juggernaut will go play at um, that coffee shop on uh, Allen. Yeah. You get a whole ton of young kids showing up to that. And then we'll go play, you know, we'll, we'll play with the Cro-Mags or Ignacy Front. It's all older dudes, yeah. you know? Um, it, 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 and the thing in Buffalo, you know, I've been complaining about this for like a decade that uh, everybody, um, like between like 26 and and 34 35 like there's no one there everybody from that age group you know people who listen to no warning a whole lot um they're not exactly involved in hardcore anymore you know um i I don't know if they're into americana music now or you know some some folk kind of music Um, yeah but i feel like i feel like those people are going to black spot for the uh for the bar in the back of the record store yeah, right. Um, actually, I don't even think they're doing that. It's just, uh, you know, it's older guys. Um, hardcore is a very different thing. It's like a lifelong commitment. It, it's it's not about being cool. Um, you know, it's not about you know impressing people. It's just who you are and what you do. You can't think of of doing anything else. You know, yeah. even if what you're doing is kind of like banging your head against a brick wall, it's what you like, so you just keep doing it. I think a lot of dudes in their late twenties, early thirties, they, they legit thought they were going to be like good Charlotte or something like that, you know, and they were just going to blow up, you know, they, they start out like, Oh, we're straight edge hardcore band. The next thing you know, they're putting out like pop records. Um, yeah. they, you know, they just didn't have it in, but these, a lot of the younger kids who are, you know, involved in the scene now, um, I hope they stick around. Um, I don't know if they're going to, you know, obviously, uh, there's a big difference in age between me and Jordan. Um, you know, there's, what, I think there's like, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let me call me an old soul the other day. And I was like, okay, right. 
sorry. This is this is funny. Chris and Mark will appreciate this. So uh, I, I I bought a, another house during COVID. So um, I had to move like the swing sets from my old house to my new house, and they're heavy as hell. So so I had Rich from GOA, uh, you know, my buddy Aaron who who sang in Voice Killer and Dead to the World for a little bit, and then um, Dylan Roberts who plays guitar in Juggernaut helped me move everything, and then like I realized. Dylan Roberts is closer in age to my 10 year old daughter than he is to me. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, crap, man, I am old, you know, come on, man, give yourself a break. You're not that old. Don't literally break anything, please. Back <laughs> <laughs> on wood. Well, you had an accident during COVID. What, what happened with your head there? Rookie mistakes. What happened? Yeah. Um, I was moving snowblowers from my one house to the new house yeah. and uh, I use ramps, you know, I had ramps to take them in and out of the van. And um, I wasn't paying attention to uh, how low the bridge was getting into the van. And, you know, I got like a, a 10 inch gash all the way down, you know, to my skull. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I got like 12 staples in my head and everything, but uh, yeah, it, it, I had a hat on and that actually the doctor said, um, I could have been dead had I not had a hat on, but this wool backward hat that I'm wearing stopped this bracket from going into my skull. Instead, it just went along the whole thing. So my scar kind of looks like Britney Spears' uh, um, C-section scar. Wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you've ever seen that. I have um, not seen that. Oh <laughs> uh, Well, wow. th- there's, there used to be lots of, lots of memes with her C-section scar that would talk to you. It was it was it was kind of cool. Uh, <laughs> All I ever hear about her is being bipolar and crazy. That's about it. So she has yeah. a child. I didn't even know she had a child. She's got, she's got like twenty. Yeah, she's got. I think she's got two with uh with K Fed. Oh yeah, K Fed. I've got the K Fed got all the money and the T shirt. <laughs> That's right. Oh uh, yeah, Britney right. Spears. She definitely has two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But the best thing when 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 I I split my head open. It just felt like, you know, any other time, like someone's rung my bell, you know, at a show or uh, yeah. when I got into a fight um, or when I've hit my head on the van other times. And so I did the Irish guy thing where you just go, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, fuck, fuck. And you walk in a circle, you know, because it hurts. And then you figure it's not going to hurt anymore. And I look down, it's like blood all over my hand. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Right. And then it starts like pouring out. It's all over the, you know, the screen of my phone. So I, I, I call my wife and I tell her what's going on. She's like, I'm going to call an ambulance hell no you're not gonna call an ambulance i'm like it's a, it's a quarter of a mile of the hospital I'll, I'll just walk she's like no 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 i'll come and get you i'm like no it'll take you like a half an hour and, and like literally dude i've never seen so much blood in my life everywhere <laughs> and uh you know she's like well you can't drive the van you might have a concussion so i walked to the hospital and um there's a trail of blood all up my street for a quarter of a mile going to the hospital oh, seriously? But it was in the middle of like a block sale so all my new neighbors <laughs> are coming out and they're like uh you know one guy brought me like a big towel to put on my head, to stop the bleeding. Someone else brought me a bottle of water. I'm like, what is it? The fucking Boston marathon. I, I, I gotta go to the hospital. And then, uh, Bring some, some lady comes out water. Yeah. And then one lady comes out. She's like, which house did you buy? I'm like, I'd love to talk to you, but I got a hole in my head. I got to go to the yeah. hospital, you know? So then I'm, I'm, I'm crossing over like four lanes of, of traffic and like, I'm starting to get woozy, you know? Um, and like, the people in cars, yeah, I, I sound like Matthew Lillard, right? And scream. <laughs> you know, I feel a little woozy here. 
And, uh, you know, I, I get up to the doors of the hospital and these nurses are like, you can't go. Oh, wait, no, you can go in there. That's fine. Five <laughs> hours later, they finally took care of everything. Um, you know, so the, the hospital I went to kind of sucks. Um, but yeah, they, they, they stitched me up and put staples in my head. And the second I got up to leave, it started pouring blood again. So I had to sit back down and, um, yeah, staples are no joke, man. Those hurt like hell. I mean, stitches that are nothing. That's what I hear. Staples yeah. suck, you know? Yeah. I got a, I got a pretty bad ass scar though. You know? Um, uh, I don't think my hair, my hair. Ass? What? <laughs> <laughs> what? You know? And, um, luckily i'm at that age where i don't have to like impress girls you know my you know my wife is, is she's on lockdown she's got a she's got a ring on there so she's got a no matter how fat or ugly i get she's she's fucked you know yeah she's stuck like she's she's stuck exactly you know so same way You're i'm like stuck. a pothole in january ain't going nowhere <laughs> literally you know <laughs> so yeah covid covid's just been uh dude it, it, it sucks it sucks you know not to mention being a teacher, it, it sucks too. You know, like I go into work twice a week into my building where only one third of the teachers are there um, and no students. Yeah. And, you know, my wing of the building, there's no teachers and it's just me. So I got to sit in my own room um, with no kids in a hallway with no other teachers or kids. And it's just fucking weird. But we can't we can't bring the kids back because they all take you know, I, either the train or the bus, they can't guarantee their safety at all. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it, it's just weird. I'd, I'd love for everything. Everything looks like it's normal when you drive down the street, you know, yeah. uh, but it's not. Yeah, Are you doing virtual sure. classes? What's that? Are you doing virtual classes? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that sucks too, because, you know, in, in Buffalo, we, we gave away 33,000 laptops to the students. Mm-hmm. Um, but not all of them have internet. So then, yeah. you know, we, we've got them all hotspots. A lot of these kids don't have any adults around that know how to use a hotspot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got some kids who go and sell the hotspots because they need to buy food. Cause that's more important than doing their work at school. So, I mean, you know, um, it's bad for, for kids in the city where I teach, you know, out, out here. I mean, you know, my, my wife didn't go back to work you know, as a teacher, because I got three of them at home doing virtual learning and uh, you need to have another person there to help the kids navigate that. But, you know, like suburban people can do it. So I think it's funny as hell, you know, all these assholes out here in Williamsville, like complaining, like your teachers need to go back, you know, like, what am I supposed to hang out with my kids all day? It's like, yeah, you know, fuck you. You can't go have your mojito at 11, Karen, you know, Um, (laughs) I guess I guess you can't go to Bermuda two times this year. Like, fuck yourself. I'm not a policeman. I'm not a fireman. I'm not a soldier. I'm not a a nurse. I'm a freaking teacher. It's not my job to babysit your kids because you don't like them and you wish you didn't have them, you know? So I'm a little salty with that, obviously. It's interesting that, like, you know, because I come back to Buffalo from time to time and I see parts of Buffalo getting, like, really nice and, and the areas changing but just listening to what you're saying, the same problems are still there. Yeah. They're just not being addressed. Yeah. Well, you know, you know it's, it's interesting. You, well, you not get, interesting. It's kind of sad. All right. So, so you have, you have these parents who, you know, spend their lives making sure that their kids don't have to live in the city, you know, so they, they buy a house in mm-hmm. Williamsville. They, they pay for the kids to go to college. The kids graduate. 
And as soon as they graduate, they move right back into the city, right? They live there for four or five years. They get pregnant and they're like, oh shit, I'm not sending my kids to these schools. And they move right the hell back out. But in the meantime, yep. they bought a house, they fixed it up and they, they drove up the price so much that no one can afford to live there. You know, the city's gentrified mm-hmm. as hell. Um, but all the problems are still there because these people who are, are, are changing the neighborhood, they don't stick around, you know, you know, they're, they're, they're in for a few years and they're out. Yeah. I remember right before I moved, you could buy a house on Niagara for $9,000, a big house. Yeah. $9,000. Now I hear like houses in Buffalo are going for like almost six figures, if not six figures that blows my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you think of all the neighborhoods I lived in on, on, on the, you know, in, on Elmwood in the West side and some of these houses seriously, like are going for $700,000 and you're like, That's Jesus insane. Christ, that, that house was like where all the hippies were. And, you know, like that house mm-hmm. was a squat, but you know, white people with master's degrees will, will spend a shit ton of money on anything. It's <laughs> crazy. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, yeah. So a thing that we do, we've done it almost every episode is where we talk about a person or a band's questionable fashion choices. Here we go. You're going to start talking about the chain. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. So he's got it on too. I love it. <laughs> so Mike Jeffers in the 90s rocked the silver chain and I remember thinking, and I love you, Mike. Like, don't get me wrong. Thank you. Thank you. But I remember thinking, like, who the fuck let this Guido into hardcore? Because nobody <laughs> wore chains at the time in Buffalo anyway. Like, if you weren't wearing, like, some kind of beads or, like, nothing. It was like, this dude's rocking a silver chain. And he's been rocking it for how long now? Since 89. 89. <laughs> but is that is that the one your wife bought you? Because she yeah. got real mad on the internet when I commented on it. <laughs> Yeah, legit, so man. You know, the, the, I, well, I, real. um, you know, the, the thing is, I, at this point, I wear it because like people can pick me out if they see the chain, yeah. they know it's me. But also, I wear yeah. it to spite people, like people who get pissed are like, dude, I can't believe you still wear that fucking chain. I'm like, I wear it because it, it fucking bothers you, you know? Yeah, yeah, like this, it, it, you know. Literally, dude, I'm like, why the fuck do you care if I got a chain on or not? You know, like, so I'm just going to keep wearing it. You know? It's so good. Like, I mean, I, I wear some silver and gold here and there, but like, this is, this is platinum. This is platinum. You play platinum. You playing no games. <laughs> this is big time. Metal. You know? Yeah, I, I, I'd say it's definitely, uh, definitely not in fashion. You know? Um, <laughs> yeah, nice. I, I, I don't know. You know, I, I remember, I, I remember like when I moved up here, I like wearing basketball jerseys. No one's wearing basketball jerseys. Then I saw Valiant wearing a basketball jersey. I'm like, oh, I ain't wearing no basketball jersey anymore. <laughs> like, it's over. <laughs> you know. Oh, that's funny. There's lots of questions. I, like, I mean, you know, if you yes. look at the, the haircuts in the late 90s of the Buffalo straight edge guys, you know, where everybody wanted to be Morrissey, or you look in the mid 90s where every yes. dipshit wanted to look like Oasis. I mean, there's, there's lots uh-huh. of dumb you know lots of dumb trends that have, have come through buffalo that just just crack me up um you know i literally dress like the same scumbag i have for the past 30 years <laughs> you know and, and a lot of my clothes are 30 years old because i was smart enough to buy like super double x clothes back in the day when i was skinny but now they fit me good idea smart the, the, enough or you had no choice because that's all the band had 
all if it's usually all the band had um but i, I yeah. would convince myself I'm, like, real, you know, real. I'm not a 2x but i can make it work and then you put it on the 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 collar would be super big uh-huh. And I just hold on to the shirt, but now I got fatter and now the collar fits right. So, you know, it, it all worked out in the end. On you that know. note, <laughs> on that note, <laughs> we're going to wrap it up. Thank you guys. Oh, yeah. yeah. One more thing. Shout out yeah. to uh, the other three members that aren't in this chat Dylan Roberts for doing the guitars, Richie for doing the guitars. And uh, Butcher for rocking the fucking bass, killing it. Because they did an awesome job. Awesome. So, well, hopefully yeah, and, this will come out sometime soon. Well, you know, that's that's the thing. Um, at this point, if we decide to just get it out, we're just going to put it out like digitally and on CD to start because to get the record press and the tapes done, it's going to it's gonna be like six months till they come back. You could um, do like uh, Griselda Records and just put out like one press of the record and then break the master so it can never be repressed. You know about that? <laughs> I didn't. I, you know, I, you know I what I'm talking about? It goes out of records, though. Well, like I know. Broadway yeah. And other, yeah, yeah. Any of the that's are, why those yeah. records go up in, like, price instantly because they do one press and break the masters or so the rumors go. Jeez. What's Man, the record so, uh, called? The record's going to be called Hollow Black. Hollow to Black. Okay. No, right? Yeah, Hollow. Hell. That's what we call Hol- it. Hollowed black. H A L L O E D. Yeah, hollowed black. Because I'm old and deaf. Because I'm old and deaf. I thought you were saying hello black. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it, it, it's because oh, because uh, because Richie's in the band and because Mark, or, you know, we say hello black. Yeah. You know, we want to show our support. Mike, I'm sure yeah. we'll have you back here because you have a million different bands that we can chat with you about so i'm sure yeah. this is your last time on on nickel city soundtrack podcast so <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know i i'll probably start like 14 or 15 new bands as soon as like the the quarantine all, all this shit is over you know um yeah there, there's a lot of people i, I mean i feel like there's two people band. behind you starting a band right now waiting for you to drum <laughs> <laughs> those are my daughters yeah. they're already we're doing like a go-go's cover band nice yeah yeah, yeah excellent so, yeah, man. Well, you know, thanks guys for for letting us shoot the shit. And uh, yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, thanks, yeah what, thanks for coming on. Yeah, you know, totally. every you everybody always says like the their, their new record's the best thing in the world. Um, and we're I'm gonna be that guy too. This this record smokes. Um, a lot of people aren't gonna. I don't know if they're. I, I, I don't know. It's it's not very typical. Um, yeah, it's different. Yeah. We'll say that, but it smokes the last record. So I think a lot of people are going to like it. Cool. It ripped. You know, it, it, it's just it definitely going to, people are going to be like, oh shit, I didn't, fuck, that's awesome. You know, um, really just made up. everybody like leave, leave their comfort zone when we were, when we were doing the record. Yeah. Uh, the real so, step up. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, we can play again sometime soon. And, uh, you know, I guess we'll we'll have to have a serious discussion about whether we should just get this out. Um, you know, unfortunately, we haven't been like talking to anybody to get their opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like who knows? Is it is it a good idea to put it out? I mean, there's so many because of COVID. There's so many bands that are. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. What about one there's, one there's, and there's, a half song. There's a lot of stuff that's coming out. Um, you know, from bands that are defunct. Um, you know, so I'm like kind of waiting till all that 
stuff goes away. You know, like you got a lot of people that haven't been involved in the scene in 20, 25 years coming back and acting like they never fucking left. Um, you know, I'm waiting for people to stop caring about the bullshit people who are involved in, in hardcore and start caring about the lifers again, you know, yeah. you know, yeah, but you, I could do a whole podcast on me being salty about, about people who come and go out of the scene and, and <laughs> how people, yeah. people worship who don't even live around the, the, the area that, you know, they, you know, whole lot of bullshit, but whatever, I you know, you. it's pretty cool. All right, cool. Thanks. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thanks guys. All right. All right. You guys have a good night. Good seeing you, Chris. Yeah, absolutely. Stay safe. Talk to you soon. Yeah, uh, Mark, I'll talk to you soon too. We'll try and figure out where we can meet on a golf course for uh tea and crumpets with the rest of the guys. <laughs> nice. All right. <laughs> Socially. All right. Be safe. All right. See you guys. Bye. Bye.